0: Good morning, today is February 3rd, Uh it's the 24th of Shvat. my name is Dan Margulies, I'm filling in for Rabbi Linzer, and we will start today about halfway down Nun Al-Atham Bet, Uh, the discussion towards the end of yesterday's daf was about this machokes between Rabbi Yezer ben Yaakov and Rabbanan, about under which cases could a person force, uh, someone to take a Shu'a in some of these cases that we've been dealing with. Uh, and the question of Kameshiv Veda and is it for a minor or not? The question of a minor being able to force someone to take a Shu'a, there's an interesting machokis we've shown him about which Shua does that exemption apply to. Does it apply only in cases of um, a Shu'ath Eidechad, like if one witness is forcing the Shu'a or uh, there three different Shua's that could be involved, Shu'ath Eidechad, one aid uh, claims uh, or, or testifies that you owe a certain uh, debt, so then you can't actually extract the debt, but you have one witness, so that forces you to take a shuwa. The second kind of shuwa to be concerned with would be shuwa hapikadon. If you're someone watching over property, then uh, and there's something that goes wrong, so then the, sh- uh, the shomer could be forced to take a shuwa that he didn't mess up. And then the third kind of shuwa that we would be concerned with here would be shuwa us uh, if a person admits to partial uh, partial uh, uh, debt and then the other part of the debt you then be forced to take a shoe about that's what we're going to read about now so the Gemara says Kami Pali. so this machlokes is actually about what Raba said Torah yishava why does the Torah require someone who agrees to a partial debt that is someone comes and says you owe me one hundred dollars and the the nit'an says back, no, 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 I only owe you $50, or I only owe you $5. That's moded b'miktas ha'tayna, you're agreeing to, or admitting to, part of the claim. So, the halacha midaraisa is that a moded has to take a shvua. So, Rabbah says, what is the rationale? It's interesting to suggest, like, why would Rabbah even have to be suggesting this? Who cares what the reason is? If it's halacha, it's halacha. So, Rabbi is still saying The rationale is going to become important in determining how this question of modem and mixtas applies to our Machokis between Rabbi Lazar ben Yaakov and Rabbanan. So um, We have a chazaka, general chazaka that a person is not going to brazenly, blatantly contradict uh, someone outright look in Rashi uh, not Rashi, look in in Tosfos, actually, it's an interesting claim, If the person opposite you, the person you're claiming against, knows you're lying, no one is that brazen. So it's interesting to suggest, you know, it's a big question whether some of these Chazakos in the Gemara still apply, whether people's psychology changes, people's personality changes, etc. Uh, some people might make a suggestion, maybe this rationale doesn't apply anymore, nonetheless. This is a Halacha de uh, so this still principle this still principle of modern excess would still apply, uh for sure. Uh Ainana Panab Bihne Bahovo, Bahai Bekule Bai La Machrile, Bahai Dilo Kafri Mishum de Ainara May's Pana Bikne So really he would therefore the fact that he has a Khazakah to tell the truth, he should have admitted to the entire debt. How come he's not admitting to the entire debt? Because uh Bakuludilah, Bahai D low Odilah, the Misha Mutile the Kama Mishamit Lay he was trying to push him off he's trying to delay paying back this loan buying some time he's going to say I don't have all the money now so I'm going to try to delay it I'll say I only owe 50 now so then I'll pay him 50 now and then I'll come back six months later once I've saved up and I'll be able to pay the other half later so that's the rationale behind a person who wants to tell the truth wants to pay back the loan is an honest person fundamentally but needs an extension and is trying to use the mechanism of moda b'mitsa's to force a delay in paying back the loan and therefore uh, the Torah imposed upon such a person a Shavua to say that's dishonest that's illegal to try to extend the loan against against the uh, lender's will. If you can't pay now, he's going to be able to extract property from your from your uh, real estate and things like that. The, the Torah imposes this as if to encourage or to push someone to actually be able to admit to the entire lover. Rabbi Lazar ben Yaakov says, it doesn't matter whether it's the person himself who lent the money and now you're responding to him or whether it's his heir. The, you're dealing with the child. And you're not going to then stand up against this uh, child. Now, you might say the rationale makes a little bit less sense and that's exactly why there's a machlokus because there's less of a psychological impediment if it's not really the person you actually made the, the original transaction with. The uh, He's not like a kameshiva uh, no, but a person will stand up against the, this child. The child who wasn't actually part of the original transaction, the rabanan therefore that psychological pressure isn't there. So a person would be meizpanov uh, and would deny the entire thing. So the fact that you're meizpanov means that we have more of a reason to trust you. Uh, is Meshiva Vedahu. And therefore we give you more the benefit of the doubt. We don't force you to take a like Meshiva Veda. You're being such a nice, un- wonderful, honest person. Okay, let's continue with the next Mishnah right at the top of Nundeda mudalaf And this is getting into all these questions of Apitropsin. Apitropsin are some kind of uh, appointed guardians. We're gonna see from the Mishnah and the Gemara that there are basically three different kinds of apitropus. There's an apitropus that the the a parent appoints in their stead, presumably in the case that the parents are, uh, passed away, so that these are minor orphans. So orphans need someone to watch out for their business transactions and watch over the estate. So that could be one case. The parent, the father has appointed the apotropus. Another possibility is that the apotropus has kind of volunteered and just showed up and taken some responsibility over the property. And the third possibility is that the beit dean has appointed this apotropus. So we're going to see there's some different halachos between different kinds of apotropus. The mission says, eto balabais. if there are, uh, um, orphans who are just hanging out at somebody's house. Or if their father appointed for them an apotropis for after he died to watch over the estate while they are young. Presumably, you could imagine such a case is very apropos for our uh, week of learning in the Yeshiva this week, thinking about what if someone has a terminal illness and it would be survived by uh, minor children. So that could be a case where a person could anticipate uh, uh, his own death in advance and could make arrangements in advance it's an interesting precedent for things like living wills and uh, advanced directives and things uh, okay um, so in such a case the acotrophist is obligated to take miser, to take the tithes from the produce we're going to see that there is going to be a focus about under what cases is that allowed and also what's the mechanism that allows that it seems to be a bit of an interesting exception what do you mean, I mean what's going to happen what's going to not unless he doesn't who will Okay, so that's part of the question, which is, the question we're gonna see in the Gemara is whether the Yatomim are eating this produce, or whether it is just trying to sell the produce. So we're gonna see that come up in the Gemara. I don't care. I mean, don't oh. you're supposed to take Truma and Meister, but the problem is, what gave this Apotropus the right to interfere, or to, to remove property from these He's helping them. Out. But he's not only helping them. This is the machlokis between, uh, the Trumas Hadeshin and the Xos, about, uh, la adam. Uh, can you take away someone's property to do a mitzvah to do something that's beneficial for them but you're fundamentally taking away their property so in the case of Miser they have to do it but without explicit permission with certain exemptions, uh, particular exemptions from, it seems, from the Pasuk about Truma and Maser, then you can't just take someone's property away. It has to be someone who actually has rights to that property. And that's really the question about an apotropus: What rights does apotropus have and what rights does the Apotropos not have? We're going to see it in the Gemara. Wait, mean, have tropos, Michael, we're going to see it in the Gemara. I can't going to, what? I can't so apotropus is different than a Shaliyach. The Gemara and Kiddush in the second parak, distinguishes three different possibilities for how the land was apportioned when the people came into uh, Eretz Yisrael uh, with Joshua. Number one is shlichus, making a shaliach, some kind of an appointed or automatically appointed agent to do your will. Number two is zechiyah. Zechiyah is some kind of automatically doing something beneficial for someone else which there's again a machlokas in the Rishonim is zechiyah mitam shlichus or not? is zechiyah part of a shlichus mechanism? and the third is apotropus. So apotropus is something different uh, and it's a big question all the Rishonim deal with there's a lot written about that it's not for now okay the second part of the Mishnah the Seisa says the apotropos shuminu avi minu lo who was appointed by the father needs to take a shvua that he didn't steal property from the orphans but if he was appointed by Beitin, he doesn't have to take a Shvua. I suppose it's the opposite. Abba Sha'ol Omer, Chiyuluf Hadvarim. Abba Shaul disagrees, and we're going to see a court look in Rashi, and it's anticipating the Gemara, Rashi said, Mifnei Tikkun HaOlam. Both Tanaim are motivated by the same rationale, that is, we're trying to do what's best for the Yatomim, and the question of then, what kind of Shvua to impose on the Apotropos is going to depend on what psychological factors we anticipate this apotropis is, is going through his head. So this is says, Ur Atem velo, velo, Arisim So this is people who cannot take truma. So it sounds like to contradict our mission apotropis, wouldn't be able to take truma or to take maser from someone else's property. Michael, this answers your question. To be someone who's Mafri's truma, to separate tithes from someone else's produce, you can't separate tithes from someone else's produce. You actually have to be somewhat connected, or, or an owner of the property, and therefore, not shutzfim, not partners, business partners. <laughs> so you can make a shaliyach, and it's from a special pasach, and it's a special kind of extension. Again, not a question for now, but thinking about who is excluded and who's included, it seems from this b'risa that apitropsin are excluded from being able to be mafkish truma, and the uh, There's a distinction between whether this is to feed the Yitomim and then the apotropus could be mafrihruma. There's a pile of fruit sitting here, or a pile of grain or whatever it is. The apotropus can separate from and master in order to actively feed the Yitomim from this produce. But to save it for 10 years from now when they're grown up, so that they'll have it in their uh, storehouse. That's not allowed, because they'll be able to be Ma'frishtrum and Maser ten years from now. We're about to sell it? So, to sell it, it becomes exactly the question that our Gemara is going to deal with. I'm sorry, can a katan do too much no without a problem? So, the question, of course, is why do we care so much? Aren't katanim only Chayv and because of Chinuch anyway? So that's also part of this question, which is, so you're going to allow an apotropus to have seemingly powers beyond what this Pasuk seems to imply, in order to prevent Khtanim from violating what's at seemingly at worst is some kind of Dirabanan or Chinuch kind of Isr. So it's a very interesting question, what exactly are we concerned with here and what what's going on? But this seems to be part of what's motivating this whole question of apotropis, which is katanim needs somebody to watch over them financially and their religious growth as well, and that's just part of the environment that these yatomim, these orphans, are meant to be growing up with. The other thing to note is what's the mechanism behind apotropsis? What, what allows this apotropis? If this is a pusuk that's saying Atem velo apitropin, so then apotropis can't be mafris truma. So, how does that work? Um, so, Rabbi Tom says that this drasha is actually just an atzmakhta, and really it's only a dindir That the, this principle of atem, and then the fact that an apotropis is allowed to do it. In a case of lehaachil is an exception based on the mechanisms of apitropus, which is a drabbanan uh, creation anyway, in order to help the utomim. Other rishonim try to come up with other ways why it would be an exception. We'll see Tosos rid later talking about selling slaves. That's actually going to uh, be an important principle. The idea that it could be working by hefker baking hefker. Okay, they still what well, They did it all, right. If what a katan actually, if a katan takes his own prop produce and is mafish of course it would work. Well, it it. Below, whatever it is. You know. No, but a katan so, is so, the owner. A katan. Is the owner of the produce. The problem here is whether people who are not owners of the produce would be able to be Mafra Strema. We we'll have to keep going. Thanks, and, Aris. and Aris is a sharecropper. So a sharecropper is someone who has, who works on the field, and perhaps even harvests all the fruit, but doesn't own it. The sharecropper is earning a salary for working on this field. And that's why he doesn't actually have a connection to the produce to be able to be mafresh. That's a good question. <laughs> the apotropist can sell... Yeah, the price, the price that supports... Uh, uh supports sorry. the uh, have a So the price of supports, it's interesting use of the phrase the as well because it's not a question. Rashi says Bin Kusa it's just as a support, not as a question. Okay. So then the other parts of this price are now going to fill up most of this stuff, which uh, include so you could sell animals and slaves, batim sadu and houses and fields and vineyards, Lahail to actively feed the yatomim, that is, this money is going to provide their immediate financial support but not to fill up their trust fund for for 20 years from now you could sell fruit and wine and oil and flour, just food meaning So Either you can sell them, sell for them or why? or buy for them. It, if both meaning the Apitropus is in charge of the financial matters in terms of active support, but not in terms of Lehaniach. Okay. In the can make for them a lulav. Arava is interesting. Arava, different from lulav. Arava is the aravos for Hoshana Raba, which in the time in the Beit Hamikdash they did every day. We only do on Hoshana Raba, and it's interesting to note that the arava is a minhag; it's not a mitzvah in the same way that some of these. The Rif's skirsa leaves out the word arava. Interestingly what, enough, what uh, mean when won't me do it or? Or it's not part of the paradigm that this brysa is imposing because this brysa in the list. Lulav, sukkah, and tzitzis. Lulav, sukkah, and tzitzis are mitzvot, and arava is something out. Also, lists well, are usually three. Chinuch, anyway, right? right? So that's part of the question. But these are the classic examples of chinuch are titzis, tefillin, and lulav, and sukkah. Um, so it's interesting to note also, like, how does that the question of chinuch play into the question of apitropsin as well? Tefillin Kold- are mentioned, it Phil and I mentioned it a little bit. One second, The that our sheishal Anything that uh, is a fixed price or something that's not going to be an endless cost. Uh, La Asuyei Shofar, that it comes to include Shofar, this is a bright set that has some emendations or, or parenthetical additions stuck in, it's interesting to think about how the text came together. The local Sefer Torahs fill and and you can buy for them a Sefer Torah and and Mizuzos, Sefer Torah. Every uh, Jewish man has to write a Sefer Torah, so to buy a Sefer Torah for a, you know, an orphan technically is doing him a big mitzvah, but it's an interesting question. Like, why? Why doesn't he just wait till he grows up? Why, like, yeah. So, those are some interesting things. Maharam Shif goes through, in the back, goes through all of these things in this b'risa and tries to understand each one of these different pieces is some kind of a chiddish. So, there's interesting little bits and pieces there, but some of them are a bit strange to us. So it's, it's interesting. Sefer Torah, but don't really Se- well, Sefer Torah also, back then, remember, Sefer Torah means to be able to actually learn Torah. If you didn't have a Sefer Torah, you weren't reading Torah. So, meaning to learn. It's not just to have a Sefer Torah as a ritual object but well, also there are to learn from. I mean like back then you could so, f- can you send it to school. A yeah, I mean, Torah so that means an education presumably is in some sense included with that. Cultivation the Kitzvah last week in Megillah anything with a fixed price comes to include a Megillah Maram shift notes in Megillah you only use once a year twice a year you could borrow somebody else's no it's even the property could be used to buy mitzvah objects for the Yisomin. It's interesting also just think about priorities. What are we trying to say about the upbringing and the education of these orphans, that these are the things that are their priorities. The You don't give tzedakah money from their uh, inheritance. And you can't uh, use their money to free uh, captives. And anything that's an unfixed price, that is, if... Poor people keep showing up to this estate and say, oh, we're poor, please give us tziraka, and it's a mitzvah, so you're doing mitzvah, you're giving tziraka away, but then they're going to run out of their inheritance. So it has to be something with a fixed price, not an unfixed price. Also, tanchume'a ve'lim. Whatever tanchume'a ve'lim means, sending food over to a shiva or something like that. Also, because it could be endless, it could be every week someone is going to make a claim on their property and say, yes, it's a communal need, yes, it's a mitzvah for them to do it, nonetheless, because it could be endless, it's not a, a regular or a fixed amount, then that would deplete their estate in such a way. It's also just interesting to think, contrasting different kinds of mitzvot. Which mitzvot are yeshlahan kitzvah and which mitzvot are eilam kitzvah? This is all, if like, the father didn't really say what you're allowed or not allowed to do. But I think this is a standard clause. It, right? I'm they not say, like, sure. You, you can do this and the other. I, mean, I don't know about that. I don't know how much right, because again, the apotropus could be appointed by the beit din, the apotropus could be self appointed or, or picked by the atonement to a certain extent. So the, the question of what the father, the father is going to come up in a bit, so we'll see. Uh, um, so and the Apitropsin cannot go to court either lachov uh, for their loss or or for their benefit uh, for their property. Interesting. To know, well, so the gemara is going to ask uh, Milo, if it's going to be a beneficial court case. How why can't they go to court? Ella lachov am not lose No, it can't be something which is uh, detrimental. N- in court the short term, term which is going to have long term benefits uh, but something which is 100% totally beneficial they could now again how can you anticipate what the court case is going to look like anyway before you go to court you have to decide the case uh, so the Rishonim all struggle with how to understand what this is talking okay. about what people supposed to do if there's a you say we'll wait five years and we'll go to court then that's basically what you do and again, they're minors. You can't bring minors to court. Right. So, and again, this is even c- particularly considering the claims on their property. That is, they own a field, and someone comes and says, "Actually, this field belongs to me. I have a star." So, we can't take this court case right now. So, what's the bar You can't do it reshula. According to here, you can't do it ever. Okay, so that's an interesting case. So, this price is is going to be pushing up against that idea. We'll see. They cannot sell property that's far away and buy. Or, or redeem property that is close by they cannot sell bad property and to buy good property my because maybe they'll become flooded they'll become ruined they'll be hit by some kind of blight so those properties you thought it was good property it's going to turn out it was bad all along anyway interesting to think about how in the past few Dapim we've seen a sense in Chazal of very objective determinations of good and bad property and on the flip side the understanding that property can vary wildly in its value over time. Kor uh, they cannot sell uh, real estate and buy slaves. sados. You could sell slaves to buy real estate. You cannot sell sell slaves and buy fields, my because they won't produce a lot of produce according to Rashi. So perhaps you thought that it would be a good idea to buy a more more permanent, more fixed, more productive piece of property to buy a field and nonetheless maybe this field isn't going to be very productive at all and it will end up being lachov and the really only has the rights to act for the benefit of the atonement, seemingly. I'm sorry. And this is which apetropus we're talking about. This is about an ap- it said some apetropus. Yeah. So we're going to see. They yeah. not apetropin rasha in la hotzi abadim lacherus. cannot free slaves. la They could sell them to other people. The achirin mochi notan lacherus. And other people could free them. Not to buy fields. Uh, right, yeah. so they could sell them for cash, because cash is objectively better than slaves, but a field is debatable, right? At least according to a tradition of Gamliel. Tanakama thinks you could sell them to buy fields. Okay, um, and the is between Rashi and, yes? They have an argument that said because the land may have uh, outstanding claims on it. Right, so that's the other question, which came up here as well, um, which is not only that the land could be not productive, but also that that there could be liens on the property. Uh, Rashi and Reed uh, have a machokis here about wh- why, why is it that apitropsin can't sell slaves? Is it because ein gufan kono Le l'shachriran? Rashi says they don't have the right to sell them. That's just not how it works. Apichokzin don't have the right really, to free slaves. They have the right to sell slaves, they don't have the right to free slaves. So Susrid says, I understand, if they can sell slaves, they should be able to free slaves as well, but because the whole mechanism of apitroposus only works by Hefker, Baitin Hefker, whatever things would be authorized by this rabbinic paradigm, it can have rule-breaking kinds of uh, uh, things. So, to free a slave, even though it's fundamentally almost equivalent to selling the slaves to someone else, but that's not allowed because that's not what they were empowered to do by the Batian. So that uh, paradigm of thinking about Hefker, Batian, Hefker, this is Batian takes this property and says, You told you own this. We're making it Hefker, letting that Petropus claim it, and then that Petropus has the rights to do whatever he needs to do in order for your benefit, but only limited to particular kinds of financial transactions. So that's just an interesting note. It only applies the uh, it sounds like it would only apply if it were baking a point. It might be even more broadly, though, that hefter baking hefter is the underlying mechanism by which opatropsis works. Uh, the alternative. Suggested is some kind of Zahia or shlichus that somehow is somehow a superpowered version of Zahia. It could even work for some kind of a temporary uh, loss as long as it's a long-term gain. Okay. Uh, okay. Uh, Rabbi Omer Omerani and Rabbi is the only Tana who ever says Omerani. Interestingly enough, Omerani af hunotain He could even pay his own freedom. The ke Buying your own freedom as a slave is like someone selling the slaves to someone else and the slave to selling him. So it's an interesting way to think about also the cases we dealt with earlier with Abadi oh, yes, uh, Tariq no? you know, you but That's people. also a separate question, but yeah. Okay. What is it saying that there's a hunt that the, the Eved is the Apitru? I don't understand. So the Apitropos can't... that the El, Eved can take the slave price, go to the Apitropos and say, here's however much money, now I'm buying my own freedom and that's okay, because that's like selling the slave to someone else who then frees him. So think about two stages. When a slave buys his own freedom is first transactionally buying himself as a slave and then freeing himself. Um, Think about what what legal acts are taking place. And you have to calculate at the end how much was lost so that the you told me, Or or to, to make, sure, make <laughs> sure that everyone's being honest, for sure. Uh, just to note how much was spent on upkeep, how much was spent on, on uh, you know their their foods and things like that. Uh sorry, please. You don't have to no so one gonna want to do this. Exactly. That's gonna be the exact question which is how much are people wanting to do this because it's a great zchus to be either helping these people or because you'll be known in the community as someone who's such a great guy or because how much are you really doing it for some other deeper reason you owe this guy a favor or, or you want them to owe you a favor or things like that you want the bait dean to trust you so all those different things are how much do we really want to support the apotropus? because apotropus himself is supporting the Yitonim uh, Eino sin Apotroposim nashim vada you cannot make an apotropus. As a woman, a slave, or minors. he can't have his wife be the epitropeus. So it's case. an interesting question. Well, the mo- the mother of mother, the children, yeah. the mother of the children obviously has rights over the state in a certain sense. But for minor children, the heirs retain certain financial control, and the mother, wife retains other financial control. That's all things from Xuvos. So in that case, I probably would think there would be need to be some other kind of epitropeus to deal with. The in betweens in those uh, kind of financial dealings becomes complicated. Probably more than those days, you know. Like and back in those days. So well, the, look you know. exactly what Rashi says. Rashi says specifically the reason, and, and this is an important thing to know whenever we see Nashim Abadimeng Tanim, they for very different reasons often. Rashi notes, Women aren't necessarily so involved in business dealings and court cases going out into the market and dealing with all of those things. So it would be difficult or uh, inappropriate to have a woman be an apitropus. Now that the marketplace looks very different, I, I would think that this Rashi is highlighting the fact that perhaps were this halacha to be reapplied, it might uh, be applied differently. You know, like, you know, we've been study after study so that says like women are really clueless, generally, you know, when they're married, about, like, the financials of, like, you know, their husband. No, I make married. no comment about that. i like, you know, like, it's unfortunate, but, like, you know, like... I don't know. It really depends. What? Family to family can be very different in this case. Of course it's different, but I'm saying... okay. So, like okay. The ain and so if the father appointed these people as apotropists, then for sure it's fine. Meaning, as much as the beidin should pick only certain people, if the father really trusts this woman is going to be a great apotropist for my kids or whatever, then that's of course fine, because the father has a more powerful or more uh, more understood uh, control over the situation. His, okay. it's his money. I mean, exactly. It's okay. Yeah. How, uh, how, are these people able to swear in court? Who, Apichopsin? Women, women, slaves, and, sh- and, and in, in certain case. cases, yeah, for sure. Okay. Uh, slaves, I don't know. Children, no. And slaves, I'm not sure. But women, definitely. In a case that a woman is involved in, so of course she can take a short so, um, And I think if there's a question of whether they have to swear or not. Right, so that's not. it's not exactly connected. There are two separate right though. Okay. Okay. the So there was a guy who was in Rabbi Meir's town. abdi uh, So and he was selling property and he was selling slaves and Rabbi Meir didn't come after him. Okay. he uh, he showed up in his dream. Anila note. Are you you're going to destroy everything and I have to rebuild everything? Uh, not exactly clear what it's talking about lo And then, even after the dream, Rabbi Meir didn't do anything. So, why? Uh, because dreams don't matter. Who cares about dreams? So, we have a lot of different uh, conflicting reports about the value and meaning of dreams throughout Shas. We have uh, a lot of people, you know, in Yevamos, there are a lot of places where dreams are taken very seriously, in Nidarim, in Brachos. So you know, different different Amarai maybe took dreams to different different levels of seriousness but so it's interesting to note Rebbe Mayer here didn't. Okay, Hanhu betrayed the Igre Be'u Satan. There were these two guys who were taken over by Satan. They called Be'y Shemshe Havu and they were always fighting in the evening. Ikla, so Rabbi Mayer, Lahasam, Akvinhu Plata Be'y so Rebbe stayed by them three evenings or three perhaps it's Shabbos evenings in a row. Uh Ad Da so Shalma until they made peace between each other. Rebbi was able to mediate Rabbi. between them. Uh Rabbi Meir, sorry. Uh Rabbi Meir is able to mediate between them. de Kamar Rabbi Meir so and the Satan was very upset and he, he went out of the house because Rabbi Meir was here and he solved the problem. The Satan can't live the satan brings machloket, and the satan himself cannot occupy a space where there is shalom. So that's kind of the sense of Rabbi Meir. It's just interesting to know Rabbi Meir was a mediator between people. We know a lot of other stories. Rabbi Meir really going out and talking with people and helping them with their problems as well from other gemaras. Okay. So there was another Apotropus in the domain of Rabbi Yeshua ben Levi, and he was selling land and he was selling people's oxen, or he was selling the oxen of the Apotropus, and he didn't say anything to him. Okay, Savarleki Rabbiosi. Ditani am Rabbiosi, mi amai lo kareti liishti ishti lo shori shori elli ishti beiti valued his wife and ox so much that he called his wife my house because she was overseeing the entire house and he called his ox my field because the ox was in charge of the upkeep of all of the fields. In other words, he couldn't have plowed all of his fields without the ox. So it seems that he held the ox in very high esteem and, not, and, and valued it very highly among his possessions and nonetheless, the opinion of Rabbi so... It sounds like, in, nonetheless, Rabbi Yosho Ben Levi, uh, he did not object to this apotropist selling the ox uh, oxen. Okay. <laughs> there were these Yotomin hanging out with this older woman. <laughs> so they had this uh, ox, she sold it, uh, she took it and sold it. the sold it. So they, the Krovin, the relatives, came and said, like, what did you do? Why did you sell the ox? Amaluhu etzel Um So she said, like, no, is is the case of yutomim who are etzel balabait it's exactly the case from our Mishnah that yutomim could pick out this Abitropos and she's acting in their best interest to sell the ox in order to support them. Okay. Tanan. Uh, so that's the case that she quotes from the Mishnah. The Haikar said, um, I care and it got uh, more expensive in the property of the person who bought it what happened she had sold the ox and then the ox went up in value so that's the question what is now beneficial or what could be done to help could they get more money back something like that so that's the question uh, the Hadlu demar Vila Nikitidami and they didn't yet pay the money right that's the point they had passed over the ox to these people uh, they were going to get the money a week later and then the price of oxen had gone up so that's the question. A baluhu and cane, hanahu do everything, Khanilai bar edi, amar shmul, the amarabhani bar edi amar smual, this is the opinion of Rabik Sani uh Rab Rabhani Lai, nixe yetomim Hari Hain ka hektish, the low makhne elabekaspa. The property of orphans, the property that is being administered by an apatrophus is comparable to Hekdesh. In what sense? In that it is can only be bought with money. That is, when the property is passed over, when the ox is passed over. We don't evaluate the transaction until the money changes hands. This is a machlokas between Rabbi Yochanan and Rosh Lakish in terms of regular sales. So we say ma'os konos or we, we say when I buy a book and I pay the bookseller $10 and then he gives me the book and I pick up the book. So when did the transaction take place? When I paid the money or when I pick up the book? So usually we would think, we normally think, metanthalong can only really be bought by, actually, taking ownership of the object. With a shore, you have to pull the shore. The Hasim of Yatomim, for their benefit, we're going to also allow it to work like hektesh, that is, that it could only be bought by money. We're going to see, it actually plays out for the Yatomim's benefit in both ways. Yeah, you have a question? So, is, is there a, an Indian, you basically make this contract to a provider over the course of the year, for a, like, like like get, get like futures, the prices rise, or mm-hmm. so and It always gets the benefit? Right, so that's something similar exactly the same kind of principle. The Utomium is like hectic, in what way? That we rig the system that when we say nickname the kaspa, it really means we take whatever is the best deal for their side. That is one of the ways we protect Utomium, we protect orphans, is by giving them the best deal, always. Would people be less likely to buy things then from the Yotomi, So that's what? maybe a question. Maybe that's why they need an apatropos who's a good negotiator or something like that. People still want to buy the field. The question is then, how do you deal with that? So, Okay. So Hamri the Rabna Ukva uh Yatmi Mashhua be arba arba so they were selling the wine of Rabna uh, Ukva, from the from the uh orphans, and they did Meshika when it was worth four uh four per barrel. Okay, by and it got more expensive, They Beshita Shita and then it was worth six per barrel. So they could only be bought with money, and therefore you give them the benefit, and they would be sold at the price of six rather than the price of four, which is a lot of money you know if you sell 100 barrels of wine that's a 150% increase in the profit or whatever if you pull the towel from the Yitomim that is you did the Mashiach part someone else took acquisition of the property of the Yitomim uh, Iker and then it got more expensive Hainu that's the case that Ravich Bar E D said So, what if it got cheaper so don't let the power of a regular sale that is when it's Kona Meshika, be worse than Hektish and we mean Hektish we mean yitomim. that is give the yitomim, give the yitomim the best deal that they can between Kesef or Meshicha in this case the Meshicha case is better so give them the Meshicha case it's kind of like Makloch <laughs> B'denya excuse me Um, okay Uh, what if the yatomim are buying the ox and they pull the ox okay so if it got more expensive once they had done Mishicha then we should still say fine. So it's, they they benefited. They should still pay the lower price. Zol. And what if the price went lower? So that's also like the case of Rev Bar Edi in reverse. And so we say we give them from the time that they pay cash, even when they're selling it as well, uh, when they're buying it as well. Uh, so that's actually bad for them sometimes so exactly your question which is there are times when the Atomim are going to need food right now they need this cow they need to buy something so people will be hesitant to sell them if they know they're going to lose out if the price fluctuates now I say why don't you just pay cash right then when you do the transaction but that's a separate question um, <laughs> they, you know in nature maybe people didn't have cash or whatever so they won't have it because that. so we should say we shouldn't apply this principle universally because it's going to end up resulting people won't want to do business with the Atomim because they'll wait until they bring the money Okay, so that's meaning so then rather we should still say like the previous way that still you should say uh, about if they had brought they paid cash for the cow Um, and it it first they had paid cash first so that kind of case then it would work out okay no so then what could happen if they pay cash first and then the price fluctuates well what's going to happen the claim that always happens if you pay cash before you get the object the person always has this claim (laughs) the the wheat I was selling you it, it, it burned up in your attic as if to say you paid cash and then you go and check on the property and vanished gone, burned up, destroyed so what happened? the person always can claim it was destroyed as right after I sold it to you so tough cooking, you know, and there's no way to get out of that kind of a system. That's why we try to avoid, that's always the claim against suggesting that you should be able to buy something with cash. The claim is that you should actually be able to have the property in your hand, because otherwise okay. What if they paid cash for the fruits? What if they paid cash for the fruits? sometimes they'll need cash and they won't be able to get cash until they can get the fruits and that's going to also impact them the image is so, uh, Rav Ashi said, I and Rav Kahana signed on a star to sell a field to pay a tax because we didn't wait the amount of time you need to do hachraza. Hachraza is making a big announcement. We're selling the field of the Yatomim. we need the best deal we can get and waiting out for someone who's willing to pay a high price. They said, we didn't wait for it. Why? Because these things you can do without a hachraza. The nehardai say for the taxes, or for food, or for a burial plot, or for so those things you can sell without hakarazatosos notes. it's interesting to note, considering the fact of Kvura seems obvious. Obviously you're going to buy a burial plot immediately, and not delay the funeral, so it must be something else about the Kvura. What if you bought a Kvura, uh, you bought a, a burial plot on a loan, and then the question of about the paying back the loan. Uh, so that's um, Tosos says the ca- the seemingly obvious case is too obvious to be listed in this halach. Okay, Amram Tzava at Petroch the the So this guy Amram Tzava was an apetroch. Rab Amri ka lavish He is buying fancy clothes and and stuff from the property of the yatomim. Amalu hu we say, no, 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 maybe he won the lottery. Maybe he found a very expensive lost object. We give him the benefit of the doubt. We have to give out apotropos the benefit of the doubt. Okay. But isn't he then losing all the property of that apotropos? If he's spending carefree. Okay, and that's a big problem. So he says... So, bring me uh, witnesses that he actually is losing their property, and I'll take him away. I'll remove his powers as apotropos. It means, bring me the proof. We have to give apotropos the benefit of the doubt, presumably because we want apotropos to keep the job. Who's going to have this incredible responsibility to care for these yatomim unless they get certain legal benefits? Okay, the Amar of Huna. Chaverin mashmi de'rab apetropus de mafsid misalkinan So an apetropus who loses the property of the atomin, we remove him. De itmar apetropta de mafsid. Rav Huna Amar lei. The Bei Rabbi lo misalkin lei. The Hilchta misalkin So we have actually it's a machlokas Amarain, but we ask him that you take him away. Right? Apetropus shimi nu avi mishava. Apetropus who was appointed by the father of the orphans takes this oath my time, what's the reason if he didn't get any hana from this deal of being apotropous then he never would have done it to begin with and then if he's forced to take a shavua at the end then he's, then the negatives are going to outweigh the positives and he's not going to want to do it uh, so if he was appointed by, sorry the opposite uh, okay. he has a benefit from this transaction so the fact that he'll have to take a shvua is not going to uh, uh, deter him from agreeing to the deal the father must have made a special deal paid him in advance something to make him want to do it and therefore we can make him take a shvua and it's going to be okay because he'll still agree to do it anyway when did he take a shvua when did he come at happened? the end when the children grow up he takes a shavua that he didn't steal property. Okay. He didn't steal, right? Not that he didn't benefit. Well, that he, he didn't get. Anything uh, inappropriately, he right. In order right? He gets order. some kind of a benefit, exactly. But the shvua is to ensure that he doesn't un. Ta- he's some kind of a shomer to a certain extent. He's a shomer with extra special powers, right? He can sell property. A regular shomer just watches the property. So it's kind of an interesting uh, exemption, but something like a shvua tashomrim. now beitin But if he was appointed by beitin, he doesn't take an oath. Why? ba da He's just doing a favor for beitin. Thei rami If you force him to take a shvua, he'll. Resist, he won't want to be an apotropis. So you'll have a hard time finding someone who wants to be an apotropis. So this is saying how do you get someone to be an apotropis? You pay them. But Baitin doesn't pay people to be apotropis, therefore, dating appointed apotropis is going to be less inclined to be a, a benefit to the children. It's interesting to consider how courts nowadays think about foster care with, uh, with relatives, with non-relatives, things like that. The certain amount, how much do you provide incentives to people to have a positive impact on raising these orphans. Okay. Abba Barn, so how can Abba disagree with the Tanakama and think it's actually totally the opposite way? My time, I mean, you kanapika so the fact that if you are appointed by Beit Din then you become publicly known as a trustworthy person that the Beit Din trusted you to oversee the property okay. the court trusts you the court trusts you so the fact that we force him to take a shvua is not going to deter him because now he's going to have a great public reputation but if he's appointed by the father he's just doing a favor for someone who's now dead so if you're doing a favor for a, for a dead person, then that's not going to really build your reputation the same way that the, uh, being appointed by the court is going to have a positive impact on your reputation. So here, Rav Bar Ami says, in the name of Shmuel, the halacha is like Abba Shaul. If you look in the riff, there's actually some issues. The riff seems to not pass in like Abba Shaul. It's a, oh, sorry, the riff does pass in like Abba Shaul, Tosos brings a question about Rabbi Elazar ben Yaakov, and the question of uh, the next brisa seems to contradict Abba opinion, and so therefore maybe the halacha should go against Abba Sorry. The next brisa, Tani Rabbi Elazar ben, ben Yaakov says against both opinions in our mission. In this brisa, he says actually both of them have to take a shvua, whether appointed by the father or appointed by Beit Din. The halacha is and his brisa says the halacha is like him. So that's the question that Tosos is dealing with. Tani Rabbi Tachlipa bar So the reason why that patrobus is appointed by the father takes a shvoi. He's a He's a shomer sacher. A shomer. He's really a shomer. He's paid. He has a paid benefit. Question is whether the girsah is nosesachar. So Amar he's not us shomer Sachar. he's like a shomer Sachar. he gets a certain amount of benefit from this transaction uh there's a lot more to be said about this stuff for sure um, in some of the tosim uh there are all sorts of interesting topics. Take a look in the run And actually, there's a fantastic makhlukah between the Ravid and the Ramban and the Dape Arif uh, really about how Petrofus gets involved with all these questions, all those sorts of things. Uh, really a uh, very jam-packed daf. we so have to stop here. I have to go downstairs. Um, but with that, we'll pick up with the next Mishnah tomorrow. Okay.